Hello and welcome to the APR Podcast. I'm J.P. Arnold, your APR chair for the Pikes Peak Chapter here in beautiful Colorado Springs. And the purpose of this podcast is to help you earn your APR, the accreditation and public relations. And before we start, we want to take a solemn moment to remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. This is Memorial Day weekend. So thank you to those, and we want to remember them. I had several friends. I had instructors that were killed in action in Iraq and friends that were killed in Afghanistan. And I was with the 101st Airborne Division and other units, and we want to say thank you. And I also want to say thanks to some veterans who helped me I'm on the board of the Society of Marketing Professional Services, SMPS. We had a reputation management webinar. So Lisa Bachman, APR, retired Army Public Affairs Officer, Colonel Andrew Mutter, and Chrissy McGee, APR. So two APRs and a retired Army PAO shared crisis and risk in reputation management, do's and don'ts, and some case studies. So thank you very much to my friends and my professional colleagues for doing that for the architecture, engineering, and construction business marketers. So before we start, I want to remind you to go to the PRAccreditation.org and PRSAColoradoSprings.org slash APR. There you can get more resources and more insight and knowledge about the accreditation and public relations process. Start your APR journey today. Download the APR study guide and talk to your APR chair. Start your questionnaire kind of forming out the outline of what that would look like. Do that today. So we talked about why you should become an APR, when and the criteria needed to start the APR application. You need five years. The timeline of once you get approved to start your APR, what you should be doing month to month to month. We had an interview with Fred Morgan, APR, fellow PRSA. He talked about some do's and don'ts as well, and he talked about what a successful APR candidate looks like. We talked also about my APR journey, part one, education and work experience. I worked in Army Public Affairs. I had interviews with the BBC, New York Times, on down. I also have an undergraduate and graduate degree in mass communications, Washita Baptist University and Middle Tennessee State University. My graduate degree pretty much mirrored the APR study guide. There are six KSAs right now. RPIE, Research Planning, Implementing, and Evaluating Programs. Leading the Public Relations Function. Managing Relationships. Applying Ethics and Law. Managing Issues and Crisis Communications. Understanding Communication Models, Theories, and the History of Our Profession. And I pretty much study each of those for a semester. It was fantastic. AEJMC accredited, Middle Tennessee State. Quantitative and qualitative. So now, I believe if I'm going to ask you to pursue your APR, it's my job to help you as much as you can. And with that, I will be vulnerable and share my experience, the ups and downs, and how I was ultimately able to finish strong and earn the APR designation. Okay. 
So let's look at when I actually started. February 3rd, 2015, I submitted my APR application to Kathy in New York. February 10th, the application was approved. I had already been starting my questionnaire, so let's talk about that. You can already do your background, and I had to kind of figure out what my project for the RPIE process was going to be. And so I selected the website. It was state-of-the-art, state-of-technology website. It was fantastic. Seven feeds, Facebook, Divids, YouTube, Twitter. I had just, it was pretty incredible. Nothing like it in the Army or Department of Defense. Nothing like it. So I thought, okay, this will be my RPIE. Now, actually, I don't recommend something like that. I recommend you kind of create something in a smaller scale and go through each of the process. I will share what happened later during my readiness review, which is now called the panel presentation. But at the time, it was called the readiness review in, 24, uh, in 2015. Okay. May 22nd, they had a beta, beta test request, and I got that. And I decided not to do this. You took the old test and the new test that was going to be the 2016 major overhaul, overhaul. They changed the KSAs and the percentages and the objectives. Big overhaul. I wanted to take the test in 2015. I did not want to jump in the 2016 timeframe with a new test that no one had really taken in full-scale Besides the beta testing. I think with the beta test, you had to take both. It was like an all-day event. You took the old test and the new test. And I'm like, I think I, I will just take the new test and, and go go from there. I'm not a great test taker, by the way. I, I score, I'm not the highest. Uh, I'm kind of in the, you know, between average and, and high level. And so I get anxious. And so for me, test taking the standardized test is not really my bailiwick, but you got to study and prepare and make sure you get through it because it's part of the process. There's the questionnaire, there's the panel, and there's the test. Okay. October 8th, our APR chair, Fred Morgan, sent an email to me saying, JP, we're going to have your panel. And the panel was on October 17th. And let me talk about the differences between the two panels. The panel today in 2020 and the panel in 2015. Big differences. So let's look at that. In 2014, the purpose of the panel and they did not call it a panel. They called it a readiness review. It's to determine whether or not each candidate for the examination for accreditation in public relations is sufficiently prepared to be a viable candidate for the computer-based examination and to help each candidate determine an appropriate course of study to prepare for the computer-based examination. So that was all exam-focused. The panel presentation for today 
is the intent and purpose of the panel presentation is to assess the candidate's performance on the KSAs that cannot be accessed on the computer-based portion of the examination. So I recommend that you download this panel presentation guide for the panel chair and for you, the candidate, so you understand both perspectives. I did not do that. I don't recall. And so there are 12 areas that are key focuses, and you want to make sure that you touch on those 12 areas. But like I said, the purpose of the panel has changed from the exam in 2015 to now things that the exam cannot determine in 2020. So I go before my panel and my questionnaire, like I said, I have undergrad and graduate degree in mass comm. My graduate degree was almost mirror to the APR study guide. My graduate school was AEJMC accredited. I also went to the Defense Information School, DENFOS, three and a half months. I had the education. I had the background. I had the experience. I was a plans officer in public affairs. So RPIE, got it. I also went to Afghanistan and Iraq. I did social media. I did media relations in Afghanistan and Iraq in Seattle area and Nashville. I worked in advertising and marketing with premier advertising and PR firms in the world. I felt very prepared. Okay. October 17th, meet my panel. October 21st, I get a request to fill out a survey about the panel. October 26th, I get U.S. Postal Mail notification. J.P. Arnold, do not advance. And I emailed Kathy that night. I said, I feel like I'm ready based on what I just shared with you. October 27th, I want to request some comments from the panel. So she sent a sheet showing me the comments from the panel. And then I requested an appeal because, again, I felt like I was ready. She said, you need to reach out and talk to the panel chair. And I did. And he's a friend of mine. And I said, I, I don't understand. I felt like I was ready. And he kind of went through and said, look, we felt like you had a lack of specific knowledge of the KSAs. You had a limited body of knowledge. Your experience was limited to social media. And you had a lack of PR plan development. Well, clearly, I did not have those from my perspective. But this is where I went wrong, is I was focusing on my army bosses. I was focusing on my civilian nonprofit management experience. And the APR study guide needs to be your boss. So 
You need to take the format and the procedures and the definitions, and you need to kind of put the other experience aside and really focus on what the APR study guide tells you how to do PR. Because when you're taking the exam, you're thinking, A looks like boss from 2012 said to do it this way. Answer B is boss from 2010. And then there was another boss that said, oh, answer C. And none of those bosses are going to help you achieve your accreditation. It is the study guide. It is effective public relations text. It is PR strategies and tactics. You really got to be one with those texts and the guide. And talking to mentors and talking to your APR chair. So I went wrong going with my experience thinking that was going to be good enough and they'd say, here's your APR pin, welcome to the family. I'd, I did not clearly show them what I knew. And that was my fault. So they did the right thing in saying, do not advance. So, But I started the appeals process. Kathy emailed and said, there's a 90-day wait and retake with the readiness review. Again, that's called a panel presentation. There's a six-month extension. And this was October 27th. So the 26th is when I was officially notified. And I tell you, Kathy was absolutely amazing during this process. I'm shooting her an email. She's shooting the email back to me the same day or before. One thing I learned in the Army is how to do paperwork. And you've got to move quickly. You can't wait on stuff. So you got to fill your part out, punt it, and have someone else work on it. So the ball's in your court. I need your help. Talk to her on the phone. She was beyond helpful. So I would just want to give Kathy a salute. And I sent her an email this past week saying, Kathy, I went through my timeline, and you were you were just amazing. You were prompt. You had the correct information, and you were helpful. And at that time, I was probably the least person in the whole accreditation process that was probably wanting to be helped because I was, I was not the happiest person at that time. I was trying to figure out what happened, just like anybody would be, like what happened. And she just, she was so professional in helping me. So again, the 26th, postal notification, do not advance. 27th, I'm emailing her. She says, you need to start the appeal process. Okay, well, you need to talk to your panel chair. I talked to the panel chair by phone on October 30th. I drafted my appeal letter on October 28th, so 26th, 27th, 28th. October 30th, I'm talking to the panel chair. And he communicated, you need some media relation examples. So late October, then November 10th, I submitted my appeal letter. The UAB chair said, we uphold the do not advance. And two members of the UAB board were part of that process. And the chair sent me the letter. 
But when I felt ready, I could set up another panel as soon as possible. And the UAB waived the 90-day wait and retake period for the second readiness review. As well as, I was concerned about, I didn't want to go outside that year. I, a, I didn't want to spend any extra money. And B, I wanted that $110 cash back. And I just wanted to get it done. Again, in the Army, you start the paperwork and you know, okay, let's move on. Let's move forward. So, November 11th, I'm in the process. I sent the panel chair already before this time. I sent the panel chair an email. I said, I appreciate your feedback. And I thank you for helping me out and getting me ready for the next one. Because that's I had to shift my mind. I have to shift my attitude to respect, respecting authority and what the pair, uh, channel pair, uh, the panel chair, and the other judges. I had to shift my attitude and say, okay, let's move forward and and get this done. Take their feedback, refocus, retool my efforts. I really, and I, I did a deep dive into the study guide. That's what I did. In fact, I, so, I showed my uh, son, and my daughter, all the notes. And I think the study guide is, what, 160 pages? And then I also created five additional detailed lists, about 20 lists on each page of what was in the APR study guide. So I was I was like, I am not going to, I'm not going to stop, even though I talked to my wife, I talked to my mentor, and, and out of the whole process, the mentor and your mentor will give it's the downtime. It is the questions time that your mentor is really going to be there for you. And and I can definitely say my mentors were there to listen to me and to say, well, JP, have you thought about this? Would, what do you think about considering this approach? And, and Fred Morgan, even in his interview, said that the panel is there to help you. And I just did not demonstrate to the panel my background and experience in my education and certainly did not communicate that in the scope of the APR study guide. Okay. So November 11th, the panel chair sends out an email and says that I needed to convey some high-level media interviews that showed research planning and implementation, how I was preparing these senior leaders, leaders for these interviews, and what the interviews reflected afterwards for the Army. I needed to expand on my Hurricane Sandy coordination and preparation. And this is the panel, ch panel chair, I'm sorry, that was the do not advance for me. So this was, I had a verbal conversation. I had the written feedback on a note that he sent in to New York. And then I had an email exchange. So I had enough information. I said, okay, in my next panel, I need to adapt and overcome and move forward 
and make sure they fully understand this is your time to shine. This is not about the, the, the panel directing the conversation per se. They're going to ask you questions, but you need to make sure you're looking at that list and you need to go through those KSAs and you need to say, this is what I know about the RPIE process. This is what I know about ethics and law, crisis, public relations function. And you need to have that score form, the scoring form, and make sure you're addressing each of those things in your portfolio, in your presentation, and in your questionnaire as well, too. So you, without a shadow of doubt, they understand what you know. But you need to be rehearsed and ready to communicate that verbally with them. Okay. So... Again, I started February 3rd, 2015, November 11th. This is when I wanted to take the the panel in late October. And I'm finishing up my November 11th communication. The UAB chair concurred with the panel saying we're going to uphold a not advance. But they waived the readiness review 90-day period. And they said, when you're ready, we're ready. Okay, so I'm back in the ballgame. All right. December 14th, I had been obviously in communication with my APR chair. December 14th, he scheduled a January 2016 second panel. This was January 16th, 2016. I emailed... In January 11th, I emailed and got feedback from Kathy in New York about the new test. I said, "Is there are there any new text? Is there a change in the study guide? And she said, there is going to be a new APR study guide posted January 31st. So that was good information for me to add to my already study habits. There's a new study guide. And then January 28th, I got an advance to exam, take it in one month, call the Prometric test site. I received a UAB ID number, identification number, and I got this notification by mail advancing to the exam on January, January 28th. So then... Let me go over a couple of things at that time with the Prometric test site. There's a $15 fee to reschedule 5 to 29 days before. There's a $60 fee reschedule five, uh, two, to day, 2 to 5 days before. And if you miss, you do not get your testing fee back. And that's it. So once you set that date for your exam it's got to be pretty major that you cannot take it so on uh, February 27th I passed the exam that was one day before the deadline that they gave me the new deadline and I was able to obtain my $110 cash back March 3rd the UAB chair sent the official letter via mail and also email about passing the APR exam. 
and discussing APR maintenance every three years. And this passing exam was pending. The certificate was pending UAB board approval. That would happen the next meeting. Then March 17th is when I got my $110 cash back. March 22nd, I was asked to write an APR blog. So that is my journey. And I tell you, I had some ups and downs. Again, I went in fully. I thought I was fully prepared, but I did not communicate clearly with in, in the scope and understanding of the APR study guide. And that's where I went wrong with the first panel. I was ready, refocused for the second panel. But you got to be on the go with your paperwork, and you got to be on the go and have initiative to move things forward. And if you don't, it's going to draw out the process and timeline. You're going to lose financial credits, if you would. And it's just, it's just kind of a, it kind of hangs over you. If you start the process, you don't finish it. And my father was a finisher. He was fantastic. And he kind of demonstrated to me, son, you, you need to, you need to finish things that you start. And I really respect him and his time teaching me and others. He taught up thousands of others coaching and he was a school teacher and high school counselor. So he always taught me finish. And so that was kind of my my mantra. Even though I did have doubt, I had questions. And I even had questions about if I should even continue in a leadership because I was vice president and program chair. I was going to move to president-elect and then president of PRSA. And I thought, well, maybe maybe I'll just become a member. But again, talked to my wife, talked to several mentors, talked to the APR chair, and they helped me to reboot, restart my plan, and move forward. And again, Kathy in New York was fantastic, absolutely amazing. Could not have done it without her help. And she could have easily said, well, it's going to take a, a week to return this email or get you this information. And she was right there the whole time. So thank you, Kathy. And, you know, in memory and honor of my father and and my mom who's still with me and and for my wife and my kids, I mean, this was a huge milestone for me. This is really... Again, you achieve, you achieve the accreditation in public relations. If you achieve your APR, you're telling your boss, you're telling your organization that you understand how to effectively communicate the RPIE planning process, ethics and law, crisis communications, and it's really the hallmark of our industry. And I am so honored and proud and, uh, you know, now being the APR chair, I can help others. 
And I just told someone, I said, listen, I went through all the things you're not supposed to do, so I'm here to help you. Again, when you do your questionnaire, make sure you're talking about the each, each of the KSAs. When you go before your panel, make sure you understand what they're looking at and you go through the checklist. There's 12 skills that they're looking at that are not part of the exam. So they are the, the purpose of the panel now is to make sure that you understand and can work in public relations at a higher level that cannot be tested in the exam itself. So I'm here to help you. I want to encourage you and make sure that you have all the tools. Now you have my timeline, and this will help spur you on, give you some type of understanding that you can get through it. If there are speed bumps, you can get through it. To achieve this hallmark, this crescendo in our industry, the accreditation in public relations, have a wonderful weekend. Again, we honor those who gave the ultimate sacrifice for our nation this Memorial Day weekend. And all the best on your APR journey. Take care and have a good day.